everyone. This is Dave DeBeau from the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast here with a special Real Estate Investment Association Spotlight interview. And today it is my pleasure to be chatting with Mr. Alan Chanker from the Mid-Atlantic Real Estate Investors Association, aka Maria, in Baltimore, Maryland, a city that is near and dear to my heart. I've spent some time there, Alan, so it's a wonderful, wonderful city. Glad to have you on the call. Thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Whenever you're ready to ask questions, or I can tell you a little bit more about Marie as we go uh, along. Yeah, let's, let's, go that's the first question I got to ask you, actually, there, Alan, is, you know, tell us a little bit about the club, how long you guys have been around, how many members you have, that sort of thing. So just give us the big picture. Okay, well, I'm glad you actually contacted me about this because we've just begun our 20th year. Wow. Uh, I, I and a few other investors back in 2002 November of 2002 started Maria. There were originally seven of us. Five people later dropped out, just they wanted to pursue some other things in real estate. So there's two of us left. My partner, I call her my co-president, Beth, and I are the two original members or founders left. And so we've been doing this for, this is our 20th year. And uh, we have about 300 members. And there's a lot of competition between here and the Baltimore and DC market because Washington, DC is only about 45 minutes to an hour away. We do cover that market. A lot of our members do come up from that D.C. suburbs and even Northern Virginia. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of associations and clubs here and meetups in the area. So we have about 300, which is not huge, but we have a good group of really good people. Yeah, well, first of all, hats off to you, number one, for starting the association 20 years ago, and number two, for still being actively involved in, and running it 20 years later. My goodness, you're a glutton for punishment, my friend, because I am. <laughs> quite often it's a thankless job. I, I ran a little real estate investment club myself only for about four years, and it's, it's a lot of work. So uh, yeah, it's, that's wonderful. So 300 members, that's wonderful. Do you have, is it kind of all things real estate, or do you have kind of more wholesalers, flippers, multifamily people, or is it kind of a a good mixture of folks in your group. We do have a good mix. I think our, I'm also, Maria is part of National RIA, mm. which is, you may know about them. Uh, they are kind of the aggregation of a lot of associations around the country. And when I've gone to some other meetings to, to other RIAs to see how they run their operation, and also we do have a leadership conference once a year. Of course, it's been put on hold for COVID, but we're looking forward to next summer when we'll get together again. But from what I understand, I think our club skews very young. I'm not quite sure why it is, but in any case, um, we do run the gamut. We have all kinds of investors from wholesalers to people who've been in the business 20, 30 years or more. And we have contractors, CPAs. We do run the full gamut, but I will say because our membership skews young. A lot of people want to be wholesalers because they they think that it's the easiest thing to do to get into the business. I myself am now a full-time wholesaler. I've done all parts of the business that you can imagine and think of, but I found that wholesaling fits my particular personality and the way I like to work. But I do find a lot of our people think that it's going to be really easy to uh, get houses and make a lot of money quickly with wholesaling Although they really don't understand, I think, some of the information and some of the experience you need to really make those offers. Well, I mean, that's a huge benefit of them being part of your association is they they get to learn from the the godfather of, of wholesaling <laughs> in their area, at least, right? So <laughs> yeah, don't don't call me the godfather because I make offers that get refused all the time. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well played, Alan. Well played. Yes. All right. So so Alan. You started this thing 20 years ago with, you know, six other people. 
you're still chugging along with it. You're still very actively involved with it. Why do you think it is important for active or aspiring real estate investors or what I call real estate entrepreneurs to be part of an association? Boy, that's a great question because people think they can do it on their own. Basically, our motto at Maria is education, encouragement, and ethics. And the primary mission of Maria, the primary number one thing that in our motto is education. And unfortunately, when we started, well, maybe fortunately, the, the internet was nowhere near what it is today. There was no Google. There was no Facebook, none of that. So there were a few bulletin boards where you could talk with other people about real estate, but you really had to go out on your own. And we, there was another group here, a couple of groups that I, I attended. One of the reasons we founded Maria, we wanted a different kind of association. In any event, uh, why I think it's important is because of that education. But beyond that, what we say the encouragement and our motto stands for is the relationships and the connections you make that you can't get sitting at home. A lot of people nowadays, unfortunately, I call them the youngsters. The young people think that you can just sit at home because you can order anything online. They think that you can do your wholesaling online. And while I know that there are some people who do virtual wholesaling or virtual real estate, I really think that you can only do that after you've gotten your feet wet with being out in the real world, talking to real sellers and buyers and private lenders and everybody else. And I think because we have those people in our association, Getting there, making the connections when you know when you run into a problem, it's nice to be able to say, "Oh yeah, I know that Joe over there that I met at two meetings ago, he's doing work in my neighborhood, and I've had this problem. Maybe he can help me." And we do encourage people to make those connections, and I think it's important not to just sit at home and stare at a screen and think you can do everything online. So getting out there, and I think the COVID has been really terrible for that. It's given people a false sense of being able to do everything online and um, have these meetings. In person, I think, you know, as human beings, we're what's called social animals, and we do need to get out there. And I think it's very important for people to come out and meet people who are doing this every day. I think the encouragement, seeing successful investors, everybody has down days. And sometimes, you know, coming to a meeting kind of gets you fired up again. And I think that's very important. Well, you know what? I don't know about you, but I find that it can be a lonely path being a, a real estate entrepreneur. Your family doesn't necessarily get it, especially at the beginning. Your friends don't necessarily get it. They don't really understand what you're doing. So when you can you can hang around what I affectionately call a bunch of other real estate weirdos like us, <laughs> I say that with love and affection, but you know what I mean, where you can get together with a group of people and, and talk shop and everybody understands and, and understands why you're doing this. There's such a level of camaraderie and support there. And a lot of people are kind of afraid of going to these kind of meetings or clubs or what have you because of competition. And what would you say about that, Alan? Because in my experience, nothing can be further from the truth. It's a very collaborative, cooperative kind of environment, typically. Well, exactly. And in fact, one of the investors, not one of the founders, but somebody I knew who was very successful in real estate when we started, said, why are you doing this? You're just creating more competitors for what you do. And I said, no, that's not the way we're going into this. Every there's a whole ecosystem here. As I said, I'm a full-time wholesaler at this point. I need buyers. I need landlords slash housing providers. I need rehabbers. I need private money people who can fund the people who are rehabbers buying my properties. So I need a buyer's list. And if I bring a deal to my association, I know that there are people there who will take it. So basically, I was a rehabber. As I said, I've been a landlord. I've done all those things. And having the other people in the association who fill in the different things that I need whether it's a CPA or whether it's a private lender or hard money lender, 
or another rehabber who maybe uh, can share a contractor now and then. All those things are available to you. And as I said before, and you pointed out as well, there are times when being uh, on your own and a solo entrepreneur can be very daunting. And especially when you've got those days where things are not going right, you think you're the only one in the world that's ever faced those problems. And as I said, the second part of our motto, encouragement, is actually, as you said, um, encouraging people, because unless you're surrounded by a lot of positive people telling you that, yeah, go ahead and do the real estate, which is really rare, it's hard on a day-to-day basis to keep it up because it does take a while to get the business off the ground. And having that encouragement, I think, coming to the meetings is very, very important to keep your spirits up. And I would imagine, Alan, over the years, I mean, you've been doing this for two decades now in the uh, the association, at least. It's also kind of rewarding to help new and aspiring real estate entrepreneurs get started. I would imagine that you've got some fantastic success stories of people that, you know, showed up at your doors, didn't know what the heck they're doing, you know, joined the club and then saw some some serious success. What what would be one of like the the success stories that pops out in your mind when you think of that? Um, The one that I do bring up a lot, this is because we have a lot of competition for some of these national organizations that purport to teach people real estate who shall remain nameless at this point. But we did have a woman who went through one of their programs and she had come to us after spending literally $75,000, had not done one deal. At that point, my partner, uh, my co-president, Beth, she's a full-time rehabber and she also does a little lending, but her, her specialty is rehabbing. In any case, we did have a coaching program, but our mentoring program at that time, which we don't have anymore. But in any case, she signed up with Beth to be um, a mentee. Beth worked with her for about, I don't know, a little less than a year. And basically, she did her, this woman who had spent all this money did her first rehab under Beth's guidance and made, I think, about 20,000 bucks, something like that, a fairly decent, you know, for the time, it was maybe about 10 or 12 years ago, but at least it got her something under her belt. And the woman was not, it wasn't like she was ignorant or she was, well, I shouldn't say ignorant. She was, she wasn't like she was stupid or couldn't be trained. Just they, these people took advantage of her and kept telling her that she needed one more program, one more course. And they kept selling her this stuff. And after she did the one rehab with Beth, the next year she did five on her own. And now I understand she's unfortunately no longer a member of Maria. But I understand from the grapevine, she's now got her own coaching program. (laughs) So she's out there in kind of somewhat competition with us. But yeah, I mean, basically someone who just was funneled into a program that she had no business being in mm-hmm. and just she just needed a little bit of guidance to get some experience. And once she had that, she could really take off and fly on her own. So that's one that we bring up because we know some of these companies, unfortunately, get people into their programs. All they do is keep selling you another training, another training. And there's really... Well, it becomes, it becomes yeah. overwhelming, right? It's, it's almost too much information and not really enough implementation is is usually what the the case is. Yeah, so fair enough there, Alan. So I know you're a big proponent of in-person meetings and the importance of of gathering together and the fact that we're social creatures. How did the whole pandemic affect you and the organization? What did you guys do to to deal with that? Well, initially, we have a lot of focus or topic-based meetings. One, we have a landlord group, we have a passive income group and so forth, a women's group. So we actually took a little bit more time and care to find local speakers for those meetings, which really served us well. And But to be honest with you, after a while, I think the, the membership fell off a little bit and the meeting attendance fell off. People just, I think, got Zoomed out, if you will, 
everything was on Zoom. And I think there's only so many hours a day that you can be doing this. And after a while, I think especially if you were, if um, there were parents who had kids and they were overseeing their education online and they were going to work online and then to ask them to come to a meeting online, I think it was a novelty for the first few months. Our membership really took off. We had above our normal meeting of uh, not meeting attendance. We had that too, but well above our average um, membership. But then it kind of tailed off as, again, I think people just kind of uh, got tired of doing everything online. But And we're slowly and surely uh, building up our live meetings again. I'm hoping that when we get to January and beyond, we'll see more of a normal uh, meeting structure again, because this is really not good. Again, people have gotten, if you'll pardon me, uh, saying they're kind of lazy. They think they can do everything online, but you really can't. You really have to come to the meetings. We had a, a member some years ago, and her big thing was because I would always say you need to come to the meetings. And it was like almost like church in the back. She would be sitting in the back, and I would say her name was her short. I won't give her name, but in any case, I would say, you know, Mary, whatever her name was. What do you think? And she said, "You got to come to the meetings. You got to come to the meetings." She'd stand up and <laughs> amen. Come to these meetings. Yeah, it, it was just like a church, yes. And she was really a quite quite a firecracker. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, are you guys doing a combination? You're doing a hybrid right now while we're still kind of dealing with this whole COVID thing. We are currently doing hybrid. I think that as we come into January, uh, we have one more meeting this month or coming December. That'll be it for the year. And then I think in January, we're going to try to go back. Um, we are we actually had virtual membership before the pandemic. As I said, we have people who attend our meetings from the D.C. and Northern Virginia suburbs. And unfortunately, the traffic here is really, really bad. So to make the trip from the D.C. area to Baltimore could be two hours, even though when there's no traffic, it could be 45 minutes to an hour. So people getting off work at five o'clock and hitting the rush hour, basically, we're not able to make our evening meeting. So we instituted a virtual membership some years ago, and we're doing things through Facebook Live for those members who could only attend on the weekend workshops that we had. And sometimes they would show up for the uh, the weekday evening meetings, but they felt like they weren't getting their memberships worth. So we actually did a reduced membership, did a virtual membership, and we are doing hybrid. But I think after January, we're going to be cutting down on our hybrid meetings and just offering that virtual membership for people who are too far outside the Baltimore metro area. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. All right, fantastic. So as far as, as it sounds like you've got a number of different meetings going on during the month. Can you tell us very, very briefly what? Oh, sure. Yeah, we do one main meeting, which is on the second Thursday of the month. And we have a classroom that we lease. We have an office classroom uh, space that we lease. And so we can have as many meetings as we want which is an enviable position. A lot of groups have to rent a hotel space. So they have to limit the number of meetings they can do, or they have them in restaurants or they have them wherever they can. We have this classroom that's very convenient. So in any event, we have a, uh, as I said, a landlord group, but also called housing provider. We have a women's group, which we call WINGS, which is Women's Investor Network and Group Support. We have, trying to think now, we have a rehabbers group. We have a group, which I'm not sure what, how it's doing. It's a millennial group, which I don't go to for obvious reasons. But we have a millennial group for younger investors, and we do a passive income group. And I believe we do wow. once a month. Uh, we have a cash flow game that we play. Uh, people out there very, very active cash club. flow. But yeah, we have five or six meetings a month, and we try to gear that towards the people who have different uh, interests. Yeah, and so that's pretty much it. So yeah, we have something for everybody. And if there's, I think the one thing we're missing that we're working on. Is trying to get somebody who's knowledgeable about commercial real estate, such as apartments and self-storage, that there could be a moderator for that group. So that's the one thing I think we're missing, but we're working on it. Very good. 
No, that makes sense. So do you do you bring most of your speakers from around the local area? Do you bring outside speakers from time to time? How do you guys do that? We do a combination. We do six or seven national speakers because some of them are so good. Unfortunately, a lot of them seem to be kind of retiring. I think the COVID has really done them in. They couldn't speak and then they realized maybe they didn't need to. So some of them, some of the, I call them old timers, but they're not really old. They just, I think they've been on the road for five or 10 years. And I think that must get pretty tiring. So basically, some of the the national speakers are kind of... So you have a combination, though. You have national... We do have a combination. Yeah, we try to feature local people. We have lots of panel discussions and local investors who can tell their story and inspire our members. Very good. Awesome. So, Alan, if people want to find out more about Maria and perhaps get involved locally or virtually, what should they do? Well, you can go to maria.com. It's M-A-R-E-I-A.com, which stands for Mid-Atlantic Real Estate Investors Association. So it's Maria, M-A-R-E-I-A dot com. They can also call our office, 443-738-3600. Right now, um, we don't we have an office manager. He works part-time, but because of the COVID, he mainly works from home. But if you leave a voicemail, that voicemail actually gets turned into an email, which gets distributed to me, my partner, Beth, and our office manager, Larry, who's been a big help. He's also a tech guru. So um, it's been a real big help to have him on on staff. And again, so you can call the the office, 443-738-3600. Go to maria.com, M-A-R-E-I-A.com. And one of those ways you can contact us. And you can also email hello at maria.com, H-E-L-L-O at maria.com. And again, that email goes to all three of us who would have some uh, ability to answer whatever question may come up. Fantastic. Well, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much for letting us know about your association. Dave, thank you for the opportunity and uh, wish you and your family the best as the holidays come up. All right, everyone. Take care. See you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning into this special spotlight episode. Now, if you're a real estate investor and you're looking to find private money partners and raise capital for your deals, then check out moneypartnerformula.com. You get a free copy of my book, You can find out how to raise six figures or more in six weeks or less. Again, that's moneypartnerformula.com.